Stop Nation and welcome to the Freestyle Your Life podcast, the one and only podcast inspiring you to live your authentic greatness while teaching you that less is more. I'm your host, Anesta Kalajimaman, and I'm on my mission to help you to be the hero you were meant to be and to live what you came for in life and in business. Remember, the quest we came here for is to discover our true nature, explore our potential and share it by living. Hello Fly Nation, I'm happy to announce the Fly winner of July 2019. Congratulations to Kiera Yalte. She's one of the interviewed experts. On the shortly airing interview, she shares how to travel from one point to another to change your reality and some of the stepping stones for creating a different reality for herself. Her company is named The High Road to Health. She frees people from pain, depression and life stresses so they can live a healthy life with ease and joy. She also gifted us with a free distance healing session on the access bath treatment. So listen in when uh, the interview airs shortly. Hello Fly Nation, in today's episode number 34, Rachel Augusta, an activist for animals, reveals how healing ourselves impacts the health of our pets positively. Research shows that animals take on the stress of their human guardians and this usually leads to illness in the animal's body. We can also learn happiness and joy from our animals. On the Freestyle Your Life podcast, I'm providing you with insights and life-changing stories by fantastic experts. Healing can come from being inspired, how others could overcome their, ch their challenges and obstacles and could find back to joy again, as learning from a life hero's journey gives hope. By subscribing to the Freestyle Your Life podcast on freestyle-your-life.com slash podcast and referring three friends who might also profit from the tips revealed, you qualify for the I Love the Fly podcast giveaway. You can win amazing and absolutely priceless prizes provided by the experts as well as the whole Freestyle Your Life system worth of several thousand dollars. Let's dive right into today's interview to explore how healing yourself can also heal your pets. So today I have Rachel Augusta here on the talk and uh, thanks for being with us, Rachel. We know each other from Tampa personally and uh, time passes so quick and now we are on the interview here. It's uh, my honor to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I've just been excited to do this with you. Yeah, it's great. So uh, from Rachel, we're going to learn more about healing uh, animals uh, from trauma, from cancer, from whatever they suck. Because uh, what I experienced, this is just a forward, um, I had two dogs. Actually, I have a, a Labrador mix with, uh, with Podenko, with a Spanish hunting dog. And before I had a golden retriever, Uh, both, uh, yeah, wonderful ladies and uh, sort of my third child. I have two sons. And um, what I experienced with my golden retriever 
who was actually there before my my children, before my sons. She was um, she was so highly sensual and emotional like I am, and such an empath. And when I ran through my first cancer illness, she took it away from me. Right? She she uh, she. Finally, with 13 and a half years, she died on cancer in the in the women's part. What uh, my English? She's... In the ovaries? She yes. had ovarian cancer? Yes, yes. Oh, so, and you um, had ovarian cancer first, and then she ended up with ovarian cancer? Yes. Believe it or not, it was just like that. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I, I carried her in the in the um, until the last minute, and uh, I got uh, the whole operation there at early age of life, but uh, just after my second child, and uh, so sort of um, my second child Santo and me we um, we saved each other's life because. Um, yeah, I, I suffered from this cancer. Normally, this is a cancer really growing that quick. And um, with the uh, uh, annual um, uh, sort of uh, surgery, it could be too late, actually, right? So you've just been there in the, in the surgery and could be too late after one year. So I was there actually because of the surgery of my second son, Sandro, to check if everything with the, with the child is okay, if it's uh, everything going good. And so they saw that at a very early uh, stage. But the problem was I was carrying the child, so I couldn't go into the operation. So that was sort of the problem. So first, I... <laughs> he saved my life because I was there for the surgery for him, and right. um, and that was uh, how how we ended up. So after him giving him birth, I went straight to the next hospital to have the operation there. So just right. just a forward. But we are both so much about animals and. Um, um, I would love uh, for you to to share how how did you come to to do what you're doing now? So working on on the animals and uh, was it was it the first intention or what did you get there on the process? And um, um, yeah, how how are you working there? How can you heal cancer or trauma from? Uh, animals so yeah that yeah would be my my question for you yeah so the first part was how I got into this and it's um it's my own personal story of my my soul companion you know my kitty who was really like my soul companion my daughter you know when you're really yes. close to these animals they're like your your babies and yes. And she's really my sole companion. She got really, really sick. And um, I took her to the vet. Mm -hmm. And at the time, she was 17 years old. And the vet basically said, well, she's old. Mm -hmm. She's going to die. What do you want me to do? And 
That was really difficult for me to hear because, um, you know, even though she was old, I, I wanted somebody to try and like fight this with me for me or give me another option. Give me something to work with, not just, Oh, well, she's old. She's going to die. Right. You know, I just didn't think that was very fair. And what it did was it like, it triggered my mama bear, you know, the, I'm going to be here for you. And, um, and so I was trying to figure out how I could support her. And within a few days, um, one of my friends reached out to me and said, have you ever heard of this school that's going to be, um, at teaching a class at the U of M, which is a university in Minnesota, on animals and it's called healing touch for animals. And, um, I had never heard of them, but Mm -hmm. I signed up for the class right away because I knew that, you know, I couldn't go to school to be a veterinarian. I didn't have that sort of time, but I could do something to support her in another way. And, um, and it's energy medicine. And at the time I really didn't know much about energy medicine. I mean, I knew a little and I, like, I knew the idea of it, but I didn't really know, you know, at the time it seemed very woo woo to me, but, but I didn't care. I, I was, I just wanted to do anything I could for her. So, okay. yeah. so I started taking these classes and using the, the, um, skills and the tools that they were teaching me, I started using them on her right away mm-hmm. and we could immediately see differences. Um, she had hyperthyroidism and Mm -hmm. the thing with a disease, a disease or an illness is when you put them on medication, when you put anyone on medication, a human or a non-human, it's going to start to break down your liver and your kidneys. You know, Western medicine is really hard on your organs and especially little animals. It hits them more quickly. And so you might be trying to fix the hyperthyroidism, but then all of a sudden they go into kidney failure because of the medication they're on. Yeah. But, um, she never, that never happened to her. And the other thing that never happened was that we never like needed to increase the dosage of the medication, which is also kind of unheard of. And in fact, her vet said, cause I was still taking her to the vet and getting the blood tests and the blood samples and trying to figure out where she was and monitoring her, her yeah. organs. And that was like, mm-hmm. well, I've never seen this before. I've never seen where we haven't had to increase medication and it hasn't impacted their, their organs. I don't really know why this is happening. And I explained to the vet, well, I'm, I'm using these tools that I learned from healing touch for animals. And the vet was like, well, I don't believe in that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which made me laugh because I was like, well, you've never seen this before. You've never seen a cat or a dog not need to have their medications increased and their organs start to fail, but you, you refuse to think that it, it's anything that I could be doing. Um, and so it was really my sole companion, Holly, and she got me into it. This was not going to be my job. I had no plans for this to be my job. I was mm-hmm. doing something else at the time, mm-hmm. but it was so... You know, when, when you're doing everything right, the universe opens all the doors for you. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly you were meant that. to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden my friends were bringing their animals to me here. Help my, help my dog, help my cat. And, and I know a lot of people with a lot of animals and wow. um, because I'm an activist for animals, I just know a lot of people with a lot of animals. So all of a sudden they're bringing all their animals to me too. And one day I was like, you know, I think this is my job. I think I should be charging people for this because this is all I'm doing. And yes. so, yeah, so that's really how I got into, um, mm. into working with animals was because of Holly, which is part of the reason why I also consider her my soul companion mm. is because she woke me up to what I actually came to this planet to do. Great. I wasn't That's here to so work. I, I, I totally believe we can uh, we can learn so much from animals, right? Yes. I really believe in that. I just yeah. uh, had this yeah. in another interview. Um because uh, yeah, they are they are such empaths and they feel every energy change and every frequency change we we have. They just feel it and uh yes. Yeah. Yeah, they feel it and they can actually um, smell it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, um, for example, my um, the, the the postman, which actually in my case is a postwoman, but um, she is postwoman and she's afraid of dogs. Mm -hmm. So if I was a postwoman, I would not and would be afraid of dogs. I would not be post women because right. that is seems stupid to me but right. um she she has this uh, job and uh yeah i happen not to get any post any longer because she doesn't want to touch my my uh, uh ground there and uh, she doesn't want to put the, the the letters in and so we had a big argument yeah because of the dog because really my dog she's um uh, She's running free on the whole uh, ground here, and um, she doesn't like this postwoman. So mm -hmm. anytime she knows exactly around 11 to 12, this postwoman will try to put the letters into the case there, and she's coming from all the back, running in high speed to the mm -hmm. front door and uh, bark at her. She she doesn't do anything, but she's just barking and she's telling her, get off here, I don't want you to have yeah. that, right? Yeah. And this woman, when she's coming around the, the corner over there into the street, she can smell the fear of this woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they can smell fear and they respond to fear. And with strangers, a lot of times they're responding to that fear because it's like, well, why are you afraid? Like, what are you doing that's so bad that you should be afraid is kind yeah, of there. That's oh, the meaning behind. Yeah. And, but you know, with us, it's like when they're, when let's say, because she loves you so much that if you were suffering with fear, she would be worried for you. She's not worried for the, the post woman, but she is yeah. worried for you. Yes. And, um, and one of the uh, things that science, the, the scientists in Italy were able to prove is that, like, we know that dogs can smell our fear and other animals can smell our fear. But what we didn't know is that if they love us or have a deep bond with us, like your dog does with you, and you're dealing with a lot of fear, 
it creates cortisol in their bodies. Yes. It triggers their fight or flight response and it creates cortisol and, and yeah. a buildup of cortisol leads to disease. Yes. So if you were living in a constant state of fear, it could actually make your dog sick. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the story of what I explained before. They take uh, whatever we have in, in uh, circumstances and conditions and uh, especially the st uh, stress level, right? So yeah. I, have, I have another um, neighbor over, over on the other side of the street, and I don't like that. We, we always argue because um, um, everybody's yeah, putting his car into the ground, right, and, and closing the door, and those people are just lazy people, and they don't they have their, their, their parking lot inside... Uh, The, uh, the the banner is much it's three times bigger than mine but they are just lazy right so they keep their five cars they have they keep them on the street in front of my uh, of my entrance right mm -hmm. and um, well I I ask them politely and everything no they they yeah don't want to uh, spell no bad words here but actually uh, we are not good friends and of course my dog she's really my soul sister we yeah. share every feeling and energy and as she knows I don't like these people over there because of their silly and lazy behavior and being very unfriendly she's barking at them all the time because she she just when they show up outside of, of their door She's barking. Yeah, she knows. Uh, she knows. My mom doesn't know, doesn't like them. I'm gonna yep. bark at them, right? Right, exactly, exactly. They really feed feed off of our emotions, and you know, and that's <clears throat> something that it's like we we know that because we can see it, right? But then it's what we don't see that's happening in their bodies because of it. Um, so yeah. it's like you were constantly angry, which of course you're not, you're this like sweet, bubbly, smiling woman, which is really great. Um, but if you were really ang an angry person all the time, they would be responding to that internally as yeah. well as externally. Yeah. And, um, you know, and one of the things that people don't, I mean, Some people, I guess, I guess, probably understand this, but, you know, they smell a lot better than we do. Yeah. So humans have 10 million neuron receptors associated with smell. Yes. Cats have 80 million and dogs have 400 million. Yeah. And so she's smelling fear or anger. It's like she has 400 million neuron yeah. receptors in her brain that's triggering her whole nervous system. Yeah. And, um... And making it hard for new cell growth to happen or for gene yeah. signals to happen in our proteins, which would be, you know, like your dog who ended up with ovarian cancer. When you had ovarian cancer, she was smelling that on you that was going into her brain and she was smelling your fear and she was smelling, you know, all of those things. And it was going into her brain and those neuron receptors were actually triggering her ovaries. Yeah. 
Absolutely, because this was the time when I uh, when I left my uh, ex-husband, who is the uh, father of my two sons, and uh, um, because I tried hard for three years, but it doesn't uh, didn't work out, and so um, I had to leave him, and of course I had to take the the dog with me, and he never had a connection to this uh, golden retriever dog there. And um, yeah, that was what she felt. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. That you, It's interesting that you bring up that in addition to having ovarian cancer, you were going through a divorce, which is very stressful. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure it was stressful. You were probably dealing with some depression and anxiety. Yeah. Yes. And your life was feeling like it was being just completely thrown up in the air. Yes. And you were pregnant. And you, no, you, no, no I, I had uh, both, uh, both children. You, so, you had your, so you had two little boys, you're going through a divorce, yeah. all of this is happening. Yeah. And there's so much, um, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because a lot of times when animals get sick, we can go and look at and see what was happening in the home. And there was actually a lot of stress and anxiety and depression, um, myself included, like now that it's been a few years since Holly has died, I can talk about this without sobbing or really blaming myself. But, um, you know, pre a few months previous to her getting really super sick, uh, one of my best friends committed suicide Uh and a friend of mine found him, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't totally dead yet. So she ended up her life ended up falling apart. Yes. Um, we lived together. So we lost our house. I lost my house. Mm-hmm. I ended up losing my job at mm-hmm. the same time. And I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me. Like mm-hmm. all of this stuff happened. And then a oh, few months later, my cat is really sick. And now it's like, uh, if somebody would have told me that I was probably the reason why she got really sick right after she got sick, I think that would have been really crushing on my heart. And I don't like mm-hmm. admitting that I definitely probably had a role in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm being truthful, I think my emotional state definitely had a role in her. I'm sure of that. I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I love that you called your, your dog now your soul sister. Like, I love that term soul sister. Um, because she was, yeah, my soul sister and she was so connected to me and loved me so much that while I was going through this emotional roller coaster of turmoil, mm. inadvertently, I brought her into it with me. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, what, uh, what, what I think they, they, they just take uh, those things from us or yeah actually um if they cannot convert the feeling they take and the energy from us then they get sick also right so i did rescue my my actual dog here um from uh, being in the gas killing station in spain so wow. they have they have too much uh, dogs on the street uh, right. in spain right and they just grab them and uh, hundred wise, they come into a room, they're gonna uh, drop the, the gas and hundred dogs in just like that killed, right? 
and oh. I did rescue her from from that killing station. And she was with the tail cut, the ear cut, the uh, in, in such a bad condition. Uh, nobody took her. And um, yeah, well, bless you. Thank you. Thank I you have that. that. We need more I have people that like her. And and she knows. Uh, she knows. I can leave just the door open on on the ground. She will not go out there. She knows I'm staying right here. Yes, I don't need to be on the street. I've been on the street. Yeah. It's horrible. But that also really helps understand her protection of you. Yeah, when yeah. you're like, I don't want my neighbors parking out there. She's like, okay, mom, I got this. You saved me. I want to save you. Like yeah. I want to, she wants to keep you protected now because you, you rescued her from death. Right. Yeah, yeah, she will always protect me. She's she's a lovely dog, but if somebody and actually in our region here we have a a, a big problem with the, all the immigrants coming here, and it's quite too much. And um, right now, um, it's 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 not safe to go as a woman for a walk with your dog. What, which is a really shame because, uh, of course, I love walking my dog. But it's uh, uh, I had several um, um, occasions now. There was a group of of sort of younger, um, yeah, immigrant looking like uh, uh, men, and um, they were trying to attack. And uh, she was really acting on that. I never saw her before like that because she could smell what what's going to happen, right? Yeah, what their plans were. Where in Germany do you live? Nearby Frankfurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this turned out really bad here. I cannot just go for a walk with my dog. And she's a tall dog. She's a... Uh, Labrador. She's not that. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you what kind of a dog she was. A lab. Yeah. 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 Lab and uh, Pudenko mix. Yeah. How old is she? Do you know? She's now. She's now ten, and she's getting gray and uh, old like me. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah. you're not old and gray. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. try to perform good, but yeah, actually we are both of us getting older. Let's name it yes. like that. So yes, yeah, yes. But but the 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 thing is, she she wants to protect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's her job. You know, that's. I think all animals have. You know, they have a purpose. They have a role, just like we do as humans, that we want to fulfill in our life or in our house or with our family. And everyone has a different role, um, a different purpose, a different job. Mm. And hers is to be your protector. But, you know, not all dogs want to do that. And, you know, some, their role is to be your creative muse. Um, yeah. But she's taken her job very seriously. She, she, she's doing every job, every job needed here. So I have her on my webpage as security chef. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So please, Rachel, share a little bit uh, with us and our listeners. How do you approach the healing there? 
So, yeah, so I work with clients really all over the world um, that have a lot of cancer is a big, um, a big thing, a disease that I work with a lot of. I work with Uh animals that vets can't necessarily work with. um, She wants to come. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, I see her little. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> Does she speak Spanish, German, and English? <laughs> so sweet. Um, I work with a lot of to have a look uh, who is talking there. <laughs> there, I guess she's like, who are you talking to? Um, yeah, so I work with a lot of cancer patients um, because cancer is so prevalent. And yeah. You know, cancer is showing up in, in older dogs, but it also shows up in younger dogs as well. And sometimes Western medicine can can come up with a game plan. You know, they can recommend chemo, but not every not all animals are candidate for chemo. So yeah. I get a lot of uh, clients whose animals don't qualify for Western medicine. And then I also work with animals whose client, you know, or I'm sorry, with animals who do qualify for chemo, but their, their guardians, their humans want them to um, work with me and their veterinary, which is great. I love it when you can, can do multiple things. And so cancer is a big one. And the thing about cancer is, is that it's a really scary disease, but it's one of the diseases we know most about. Um, it's a low vibrational energy in the body. And so the body sees it as an embryo that it needs to feed. And what we need to do is raise the vibration of the cancer so that the body sees it as a foreign object that it needs to get rid of, which is essentially what radiation does. But you can do this naturally with energy medicine as well without any of the side effects, which is what's really great. So um, with cancer, what we need to do is we need to get the brain to release chemicals in the animal's brain, to release chemicals into the body that triggers the physiological relaxation response. And I love talking about the physiological relaxation, relaxation response because it's something that we all get. Like if somebody were to come to me and be like, really, how do you cure cancer? How do you put cancer into remission without chemo? Like, how do you do that with your hands? How does that actually work? And it sounds really woo woo. And people think it's magic or witchcraft. It's not at all. It's, um, once you understand the physiological relaxation response, it actually makes a ton of sense. So if you, Ernesto, were to go to the doctor with a broken arm, your doctor would ask you what your pain level is. They ask you that because you actually can't heal if you are in pain. That the heal you you won't heal. So if you say I'm a level four or a level three, they're going to give you a Tylenol or an Advil or something. If you say I'm a level ten, they're going to give you morphine or a Percocet. Yeah, because they need to get those chemicals flowing in your brain. Mm-hmm. So so whenever somebody has cancer, I'm just going to assume their body's in pain. And I'm just going to assume they're at a high level. And so we get the brain to release endorphins or serotonin. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, the muscles relax. And when your muscles relax, your blood, your blood can become oxygenated. 
which means like more oxygen can flow through those spaces. And when that happens, your body can um, like starts creating enzymes, digestive enzymes, and your hormones start to regulate. Mm -hmm. And when your hormones regulate and your body's creating these digestive enzymes, all of a sudden you start to go through a detox and then you have new cell growth. Yes. And that is how we can combat and go after a lot of diseases is by getting your brain and the chemicals in your brain to release, to release what they need to, to get your body to heal. But you can flip that around the other side. So that's how we get the body to heal. How do we get the body to go into disease? (laughs) Dis ease Mm -hmm. is there's other chemicals. There's chemicals for fear. Mm-hmm. There's chemicals for self-pity. There's chemicals for anger. And those chemicals, when your brain releases those, they attach to your proteins. And over time, they degrade your protein and break down your protein. And there is no new cell growth. Right. Which is why people who live in a constant state of anger and anxiety and depression often end up sick. Yes. That dis-ease creates disease. Yes. And so if we can get the chemicals that create new cell growth, you can heal a lot of issues in the body with humans and animals. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that so wonderful, Rachel. That was just uh, brilliant. Because, yeah, it's a sort of, uh, if you're not involved in that topic, right? It's a sort of uh, how how does everything relate, uh, and and how, how how yeah of course symptoms um, we experience right we don't want to have them so the normal reaction is fight and flight and just push them away and we want to get rid of them right because it's not it's it's yeah it's not easy it's this easy right but yeah. What I learned in my life lessons, and I had so many of them, um, was whenever I tried to get rid of something, name it illness, what I experienced the most, um, was it hit me even harder, right? Because we focus on it and, uh, yeah, what we want to get rid of uh, will come after us even more, right? So yes. um, this is uh, this is surely not the mechanism we can get rid of it, right? And yes. that's why I, I love it uh, how you just explained it. For yeah. my consideration, and I have quite a, 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 um, quite some experience after four cancer illnesses, um, is that it's still a part of us, right? It's not you inside me. It's still a part of of myself. It's uh, it's a part um, we don't want to have there, of course. But I be I I truly believe it's uh, it's the last chain after plenty of symptoms before we get signs to show us uh, this is not the right way you're doing it. Uh, um, staying in a relationship that's uh, just 
the shouting and fighting and right. and this is uh, you rather separate or whatever the case might be uh, for our listeners out there but that was my case actually so um i got so many signs and symptoms and it got stronger and stronger and stronger and at the end there is cancer which is there is no no more guessing uh, it really hits us so badly that we have to change our complete life even uh, maybe we face death and, and don't survive. We have plenty of examples of that. So that's uh, that's a severe, um, uh, yeah, yeah, wake up call. I I, I, yeah. I, I cannot uh, name it uh, other other than that. And if we don't understand that hit and that wake up call, we surely don't uh, end up in in ease and 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 trying to solve the the situation there and what i believe is um um it's all about energy totally agree with you and um, so cancer is a growth of cells that will not belong in the special part wherever they are in the body but they gonna tell us something what yeah. we should consider and the, the the yeah the really challenge is to understand the symptoms so as I had so many of them for my special own case I got I became really uh, expert on that reading symptoms because um, nobody could tell me what's wrong here and I had to figure all this shit out on my own because I wanted to heal myself, I wanted to survive. Yeah. I had the dog, I had the two kids and everything and uh, I was still very young. So um, that was what my path was to work towards it and what I learned is um, I... Um, I was sitting, sometimes I tell it, I was sitting like in an oval office in a big, 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 big table with all the so-called enemies, which actually we're now better. They are not. They are like, yeah, it's a long way to consider them as friends, mm. but they have a message and a sign for us. Yeah. And the quicker we come to the point that we try to understand what they want to tell us, um, the the nearer we come to uh, being better, right? If we ignore all that, that, that's a big problem. So I was sitting there on my oval office table uh, with everybody here uh, that was giving me problems and just acknowledging them, just seeing them, just giving uh, them a voice and that was really a big thing for me that brought me into my own solution so yeah that's um, that's wonderful how you explained yeah. that you definitely have been through a lot and you know I think you know earlier when we were talking you said we have a lot to learn from animals they're our teachers yeah. I agree. And I think what we, our biggest lesson to learn from them is joy and happiness. Yeah. You know, animals are so happy 
until humans come in and maybe ruin their lives or, or do yeah. something to them. But, but deep down in their hearts, they, they are just joy, their joy yeah. and their happiness. And they can get over things pretty quickly, even, even really terrible abuses that have been done to them. Like mm. your own dog, you know, she had a really hard life, but now she's living with you and she's happy and she enjoys yeah. her life. Yeah. Whereas a lot of humans couldn't do that. They couldn't, they couldn't heal in the way that your dog has healed um, emotionally and spiritually. And I think our biggest lesson with animals is joy and it's finding happiness, you know, and, and the reason why I think it's our biggest lesson is because it's what actually cures us of disease. You know, Mm. of course there are other things, you know, but I, I would say that like, I believe, and I do believe this. I believe our joy is the antidote to yeah. disease in herself and our yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. Totally agree. And, and so uh, your story, it's that, you know, you were going through all this cancer and ovarian cancer. I mean, like yeah, if you were ovarian breast, breast, I mean, that's female, like that's your marriage. That's, you know, all the things that your body's saying, you're not happy in your relationship with, with yourself. Exactly. As a, yeah. And this is where you need to, you need to find joy and you, yeah. you need to heal emotionally. Yeah. And, and I think our animals are here to say, well, watch me. I, mm-hmm. I will show you how mm-hmm. to, how to find joy and happiness. Yeah. And when we do, you know, it, it can create miracles. Yeah, it actually, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's what what uh, I wanted to point out that uh, yeah. we we really should could and should um, learn from our animals. Yes, definitely. But I'm working too hard here, right? And I'm so concentrated and I try to figure out all the tech, technical things here. I'm not the technical girl. Right. I have to do it to be yes. able to do the interviews. But normally I have my technical assistant uh, there and he's fixing it, but today he's not here and I had the problem just in the interview before. And uh, then she comes and kicks me and uh, come on, let's go for a walk. I said, no, no, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I have Rachel coming up now. We cannot go for the walk. And now it's actually, it's... Uh, Shortly after eight in the evening, it's dark, so uh, we cannot go outside now because of the darkness. So tomorrow we have. Yeah, to go. yeah. And then she she says, "Ah, oh, well, you worked too much now. Let's go for a walk. Let's go play." Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, I live now. Holly was my my sole kitty companion, and and now I live with a new kitty. Her name is Sugar Pants, and Sugar Pants really. The one on your side what's that the one who was there was yeah yep yeah. that's sugar pants so holly was this my teacher mm-hmm. sugar pants is my play teacher like she teaches me to play she wants to play all the time and if i'm working too much she really does interrupt that and stop it and and i've learned to recognize that she's my union member my union representative <laughs> yeah wonderful she makes sure they too much and yeah, and play, you know, it's like, that's why we're here. Like we're on this planet to enjoy our lives and yeah. to learn, but to grow and be happy and find yeah. intertwined, you know, like we've all had really hard lives. 
But you need to be able to find the joy that's intertwined with the strife. And I think that's how animals are such great healers to us. Totally agree, Rachel. And you know what? I uh, discovered for myself that I was not authentic, living authentic, right? Because I was sort of, well, I'm, I still am, but at a normal level, but I was, uh, I was helping everybody and uh, even was in, state, in, in the state uh, condition, <laughs> uh, physical conditions to do it, but I still did. And uh, yeah, I was just running empty, right? And um, that's, uh, that's totally unhealthy. And uh, I, what I consider, um, uh, yeah, I was afraid of um, of uh, saying what I mean, of saying no. I never said no, right? I, I didn't even know the, the word no or setting up boundaries, which is absolutely necessary because I'm such an empath. I can feel the other person. So uh, I was feeling the other person whenever I was about to say no to something because it just didn't work out or whatever. And, uh, and uh, because of that, I didn't say no. And that came back to me, of course, right? So I lied to myself all the time in order to protect the others. How silly is that, right? But I had to realize it and I had to transform all that. And that was my healing. Yeah. Because I was constant. I was not lying like a like telling a lie, but I was not acting for myself because right. I was not saying if it's it, if it wasn't right for me, I didn't say no. It's not right for me. I'm sorry. Just to be authentic, but I I I didn't act on it because I. I could feel the other person's emotions and that's why I, I didn't do it. But that was still completely lying to myself, right? And, yes. and being uh, not authentic. So like the animals, they're the best teachers for authenticity. They really are. You know, and my mission here is, is really to... to um, yeah, to to inspire and motivate people to get out of these fucking roads. Excuse me for the except, uh, expression <laughs> there, but uh, you know we are playing roads all day and night and um, um, living other people's lives and sabotage ourselves on top. And now we wonder we have illness. Right. There is nothing to wonder about, right? It's right. just we have to understand it. Uh, uh, um, um, by mostly by experience, experiencing it uh, ourselves, and and then to transform it, which of course is not not easy. Nobody said it would be easy, but it's in my situation, it was the only uh, solution to all that. Right, you know, and, and the thing is, is that, too, right? Yeah, you know, it's the like with you saying we have to get out of our way. We, we put, put up these roadblocks. We have to get out of our way. We need to live our lives. We need to live authentically. Um, we do. And, and, and not only is it important for us and our health, but it's actually imperative 
to our animal companion's health. And as women, a lot of times we won't do things for ourselves. You know, we won't, we won't set boundaries for ourselves. We won't take care of ourselves. We won't, we won't do things that make us happy unless it benefits someone else. Yeah, totally. And but we have to learn that. But we have to learn that. And we have to learn that. And, and if you can't do it for yourself and you live with an animal, do it for them. Like yeah. go and find joy and self-love for your animal companions, because not only is it killing you, it's, it's killing them to yeah. not do that. On top. Yes. You know, because it's, it, you know, I, I talk about this. We have a personal, you know, if you know, animals can smell you, they can smell your happiness. They can smell your sadness. They can smell if you have diabetes. Animals can smell if you have cancer. They can smell all of these things on you. What is your personal perfume? In other words, what do you smell like emotionally? Do you smell like joy or happiness or do you smell like regret and yeah. hatred for your ex? And if you knew, if you could really, if you could smell yourself in the way that animals smell you, would you want to change it? Mm. And, you know, and I, I talk about that with my own clients, like your personal perfume, what is your personal perfume? And are you toxic? smelling yeah. or do you smell good do you smell like your do, yeah. you, do you smell like a flowery meadow yeah. or do you smell like a toxic city and yeah. what do you want to be and when we think about that it's like oh my god mm. I want to smell I want to smell good I want to smell like a meadow yeah but that's great Rachel because uh, you're pointing out that you bring uh, bring your clients to awareness right we have mm -hmm. to be conscious and to to come to awareness uh, of whatever's going on there. There is a reason for illness to show up in yeah. us and also in our animals. And uh, yeah, we have to figure that out. And uh, um, an expert who was dealing with all that, him or herself, like we did, um, yeah, uh, could likely be of help. Right, that, right. That, 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 this is nothing you can read, right? Right. I mean, it's the thing is, it's these are like kind of out there ideas, right? Um, you know, people like people always say woo woo, and I have come to like kind of hate that term woo woo because woo woo is anything that doesn't fall in Western medicine. But honestly. Like, and I'll preface this by saying, I love Western medicine. If you have a bullet wound or you need to have your ovaries removed, or if you have heart surgery, by all means, go to a hospital. But the thing about Western medicine is that it's not everything. I mean, Western medicine is still learning. Um, I was listening to a researcher say that he, you know, he's like, when you scratch your hand, dead skin cells fall sort of the video is just freezing on your side there and we paused yeah okay go there. ahead with the last sentence please we didn't hear it oh, okay so um here i'm just gonna plug this in make sure this is plugged in is it okay there we go um so this researcher said that um you know when we scratch our hand dead skin cells fall off 
And our hand knows when to regenerate new skin cells. And our hand knows right. also when to stop regenerating new skin cells. Mm-hmm. No biologist can answer how. We still haven't figured out how our body knows when to start and stop. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is why going back to like, I don't like, I'm tired of hearing the term woo woo because anything that falls outside of Western medicine is woo woo. But honestly, Western medicine doesn't know a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still trying to figure out really simple, basic things. Mm-hmm. And so it, if we say, well, that's woo woo, well, that's woo woo. It's like, well, everything's woo woo, you know, but these are these concepts of my joy is the antidote to my own disease is woo woo, but God, what a great profound lesson, <laughs> you know, like, you like know what I, I say, whatever it is, whatever it's called, it, it helps. It is it, right? It works. And, you know, and it's like, I've worked with at this point, thousands of cancer patients and, but truthfully, I, I would way rather work on preventing cancer I like, I, I love being able to come into a house and work with a dog or a cat or a horse or a bunny or whoever and help them put their cancer in remission. But I would love to not see so much cancer on this planet. And when you think about, yeah, when you think about women, like a lot of women have fur babies, whether it's by choice or not by choice, you know, a lot of women have chose careers. And so it's easier to have a dog or cat because they're not getting married until later or whatever it is, or they're choosing not to, or their, their bodies won't allow them to, whatever right. the reason. Yeah. Women work really hard and we are entrepreneurs. We have to work harder out in the world because, you know, people don't, because we don't have the same rights as men. So we have to work longer hours. We have to stay at the office longer. We have to prove ourselves. So we're working, 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 working. Mm. And we're not tapping into our joy and our self-care. And then, you know, we have this dog or cat family member who's suffering physically because of it. Mm. Not only are we suffering, like not only will we end up with disease because of it, Mm. but so will our family members. Mm. And so it's, for me, this is a mission where it's to wake women up, like be happy, go find joy, like get your joy back into your body, go take baths, go connect with other women, go hug somebody, like go, go find joy in your life because Mm -hmm. it's going to prevent disease in you and in your animals. And if we can prevent cancer, if that's the antidote, and I do believe it is. It is. I mean, it's totally. And what I always love to say is just by uh, by sharing a smile on the street, right? Or me, I'm the person I love. I lo- I, I love to hug, and yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the hug is is real change exchange of energy, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, and it releases anything. Everybody could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, what it does is it puts the power back in our hands. Yeah. And it helps us know that we are, um, we have options. And one of the things when I work with animals, I can tell you that animals, when an animal has been diagnosed with cancer, let's just say cancer and the human or their guardian is really worried for them and really afraid they're going to die. 
they usually die pretty quickly. Mm. When the human or, or the guardian, I don't like to say owner, by the way, I don't feel like we mm. should own our animals. Mm. They live with us. They're our, they're our family members. Yeah. But when the human or the guardian um, gets the diagnosis and thinks, we're going to beat this, the yeah. animal usually does. Yeah. And it's such, and, and that's true with our own bodies. Mm. They know that when somebody has been, we see it actually, when somebody has been diagnosed with something and they give up on life. Yeah, it's gone. They, it's they gone. die quickly. Yeah. But when they say, no, I'm going to totally beat this. I'm in it to win it. I'm going to enjoy my life. They usually go into remission and the same is true with our animals. So um, a lot of times when people's animals have been diagnosed with cancer, I tell them, they're like, what can I do? Like, you're doing what you like, you're here to help my animal with cancer, but what can I do? And one of the, the, the fee, first piece of advice I give them is find joy, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, totally be busy. positive, be positive. Yeah. Don't sit yeah. and think about your animal dying because yeah. they're going to know that you're thinking that they're going to smell that you're thinking that. And that would yeah. be like if somebody was standing over you while you're sick. Like if you, you know, Ernesto, when you were fighting your ovarian cancer, that would be like, if your mom would have been over you saying, you're going to die, you're going to die. We're so worried. You're going to die. You're going to die. You probably yeah. would have been like, I'm dying. And yeah. you would have versus somebody who is with you saying, we're going to fight this. I'm yeah. here with you. Yeah. This is, we're working on this together. We're going to, and you know, maybe plays happy music and wants to like increase your happiness and joy mm -hmm. and that the power in that. So it's like, there's two sides to it. It's like, like, first of all, our emotions can make them sick. And then once they've been diagnosed with something very scary, our emotions can make it way, way worse. Yeah. And if totally we know... Agree. Totally agree. Yeah, and we know that our emotions create cortisol in their bodies and cortisol leads to disease and cortisol can lead to cancer. And so if they have a tumor, a cancerous tumor, the worst thing we can do is be worrying for them because then their body continues to feed that tumor. Yeah, yeah. totally. And we are here for, for, uh, for our listeners to, to give them advice and tips because... Um, Of course, if something happens and if you get the di diagnosed uh, with cancer, I, I got that four times in my life and uh, still had uh, little children and everything and, and, and the doctors just smash it like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> you freak out, right? Yeah. Uh, and, Yeah, is 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 a is a really uh, one of the toughest things. But uh, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's still something you can get support by somebody who went through all that, right? Yes, I didn't transform over and over just because of fun. No, I did it because I had to. Right, that's how I trained myself, and that's why I know I was in those shoes and you with your story. Uh, so thanks for, yeah. for be so, uh, being so honest and sharing it. Um, how you 
came to that. And that's why we got the calling to do what we are doing now, right? Because yeah. so many people are, uh, yeah, waiting for the time to go by and uh, till the evening, till the weekend, till the holidays, till the retirement, and life is gone like that, right? Right. And this is, for me, life is, is a lifetime is the most um, valuable asset on us because it's not replaceable. It's, it doesn't, it's just gone. Right. right. And once you face death, you know exactly uh, the hour has, is, is arriving soon, right? And yes. there, there is, it could have every money of the world. Yeah. There is nothing to buy. Time is not to buy. Right? Right. And with the wrong mindset, and of course it starts with the mindset, but I'm the, um, I, I really uh, work uh, a lot of the, uh, on the emotional part because uh, we have to heal that trauma just by thinking, oh, everything is nice if you're inside, you don't believe it. Right. Oh. That's right. not the, like going through mantra then ah, everything everything nice is but you what you experience is a whole lot of shit. Right. You don't believe it, right? So right. It goes talk, back to that, yeah, being authentic. You could talk forever, but your your body doesn't believe it. Yeah, it's right? the, you know, it's the difference between well, it's having joy, like true joy. And, you know, joy is not happiness. Happiness can come and go. Joy lives in your body and is waiting for you. But what I've learned is, is that, you know, it's waiting for you, but you have to be willing to pick it up. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to accept it. And, and um, but it's that having that real true joy in your life. And if you're just skating by, you know, going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to work, coming home, watching TV, and you're letting your life move by, you you haven't tapped into your joy because you would never be doing that. Exactly. That's exactly. And that's uh, just important to, yeah, to point that out. And uh, and that's and, why your dog wanted to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why. That's that should- why this... This is not going to bring us joy. Joy yeah. outside. <laughs> she actually, she when she opens the door herself, so she can go wherever she wants. She actually went downstairs and uh, uh, just came back and looking at me like that. So she wanted to tell like, me, "Is uh, this interview it's, over? It's time, it's time now. That's enough now." That's yeah, enough. she's yeah. Just kidding me. But anyway, we we have. Been been talking uh, very long now so before we're gonna wrap it up because it's half past eight already here um i wanted to point out you have a monthly healing uh, membership course i will put all that in the show notes Yes, I would love that. Um, Yep, I offer a monthly group healing for women and their fur babies. And it's for everybody. It's for everybody in your house, basically the women and their fur babies. It's to help women tap into their joy so that they can be the emotional support to their animals that they need to be. And then it also helps the animals um, adjust and work through whatever they're working through. And yeah, if you put information to that, that would be great. It happens once a month. Um, I have a free audio on my website that, um, can be listened to if people want to go download it. It's, um, it's a really beautiful 
antidotal um, audio affirmation you can listen to with your animals as well. But you have it online, so actually, yep, it's on where my website. Sorry, where are you located? Actually, oh, I'm in I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, and but I have clients all over. I have clients in Lithuania and France and Australia and all over the United States um, and Europe, um, but. Yeah, they can go to my website, which I think will be listed below, but otherwise it's rachelagusta.com. So. Yeah, I will list it, of course. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, because uh, some listeners might be on the run or in the car or in the gym. Yeah, I appreciate that. And they, they, they are not able to write, that's why I'm right. Will have yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people multitask on podcast listening. For so. them to <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah. Thank it you. Like it is. That's why we are on podcasts, and that's uh, that's the yeah advantage of this uh, medium, right? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Once you don't get it, uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it is not efficient if it's not put in the show notes. Totally. Thank you. Because it's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate just talking to you, getting to know you even better and hearing your own story and just talking animals. I know we could talk animals all day long. Yeah. Who could be sitting tomorrow? Yeah. But, but your fur baby would be like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> me. It's me. It's all it's, about me. It's her time now. Yeah. It's her time now. Um, well, thank you so much, Ernest. And, um, and thank we'll be you, Rachel, for being such a great guest for sharing all the stories and experiences you made there. And uh, it was just wonderful. Well, thank you. Thanks big so hugs. Much. And yeah. um, love to hear you. Hopefully, yep. we see each other in September, right? Yes. Yes. That's the plan. Definitely. Okay. We'll have to talk more. We go for that. Okay. So big hug. Bye. I know, big hug. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hello, Planation. I hope you got new inspiration to seek help and to surrender to love and health, no matter what situation you or your pet are in. Hopefully, you could take away that transformation is possible and it doesn't have to be a long, hard journey. It is possible to come to a sense of peace and to embrace life joyfully. All experts and myself are happy to assist and support you. Just reach out to us. Tune in next Thursday when Eva Venari is here with me to inspire you. And please subscribe to the Freestyle Your Life podcast on freestyle your dash life.com slash podcast and download your free ebook shortcuts to break free and fly remember fly nation break free and fly talk to you on thursday bye